So we wanted to just give a quick little shout out yeah. and thank the fans who gave us the nice cuntalicious reviews. <laughs> we see you. Yeah. So two weeks ago in a podcast episode, we asked you guys to leave um, ratings and reviews on our Apple Podcasts. And we said like the code word was going to be like cuntalicious. Yeah. To know like you just listen. Yeah. Yeah. And we had... <laughs> I think two whole people do it. So shout <laughs> well, out to a, you guys. We had other people who left reviews, but like two yeah, people yeah. that actually wrote Cuntalicious yeah, and yeah. that was hilarious. Yeah. One person made that their name. Yeah. And then the other person <laughs> made that like the comment and their name. That's so funny. <laughs> no, literally hilarious. Because we seriously, it helps us so much to go over there like to leave reviews, to like, to rate, even going on to our YouTube channel and subscribing, really viewing, like yeah. all those things like help so much and like exposure um, mm-hmm. of just other people because we want to yeah. make this a community where all the girlies can come and feel like we're your best friends because like, yeah, we are your best friends. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, we yeah, want yeah. it to be like a whole little community where people can feel safe and good and like they have people in their life that acknowledge what they're mm-hmm. going through and like those little things help allow other people to be a part of the totally i don't know how much the word cuntalicious is gonna help people but i feel like knowing that we are a cunt friendly podcast and like we're not afraid (laughs) to say it is like always good because i don't know sometimes people are like you know they're weird about the word some people really don't like it yeah sometimes i think just bitch doesn't do it anymore if i'm being honest no it's too over it's too also bitch is too friendly at this point like, now, yeah. Like, and also, I'm like, like, you're a bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's not, it's not scary. Yeah, and it's also, like, you're my bitch. Yeah. And cuntalicious is, and, and cunt in general is very, like, sassified. And that's yeah. why I like it. I kind of like it, too. I think it has a little bit harsher of a tone. But then it's yeah. be like, it's cuntalicious. That's kind of oh good. Literally, I shit you not. Last night I was working, and I have, you know how Emily, in that episode, if you, like, want to go back and listen, Emily and I were talking about, like, having, um like, long sleeves that have, like, the thumb pockets in it. And that's how we came to the fact of being cuntalicious, right? I, last night, was working. And my, I have my thumbs and mm. my hole and the, and the holes and i was like god i feel like a cunt and i love it yes i was like you're so right emily yes <laughs> it is such a sassy like ex- like it's such a sassy article of clothing to wear yeah a and i was like before i felt kind of a little self-conscious about it. i was like should i yeah. do it is it weird if i do it no and i was like no. in all the right ways and i love it yeah i do so yeah this is uh your sign if you're listening on apple podcasts if you could just go in there write us a review on the show it really does help out like kellen was saying not only does it help people find us it helps like our algorithm like align our show with like other shows so on suggestions and stuff like it helps people uh, find it and it also helps um increase our audience because that's our goal here is we want to reach as many of you as possible and also i love validation so if you'll just Shut go up. in there okay and give me a take review. the mic from emily <laughs> someone come take the mic producer come take the mic oh that's also me <laughs> <laughs> let her speak <laughs> What is up, you guys? Welcome back to Society 97. I'm Kellen. And I'm Emily. And let's get into another episode. (laughs) Okay. So before we get into the rest of this episode, I need to go get something. And Emily doesn't know what it is. Oh, okay. Hold on a second. Okay. It's a little present for you. You know what's so funny is like I was just telling Kellen that I drew her something. Which was not really for her. It was more for the podcast, for the background. But I left it at home. Yay. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. What the heck? Happy one year sobriety. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what I was expecting you to get when you said you had something to give me. But it was 100% was not this at all. I know. Oh my gosh. Okay, let me blow this out real quick. Do you make a wish on a sobriety candle? To keep being sober for another year. And we have another number two <laughs> candle, I guess. I don't know. Here's to alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Thank you. You're welcome. I couldn't find cupcakes, so I got muffins. Dude, I love a blueberry I know you, muffin. I know. I have a four pack for you. Don't worry. Oh my you God. Worry. Okay. Don't you. Thank you so much. And some flowers and a balloon. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yay. One year. Okay. So. That's so. This is like. uh, 
I have a present for you that was supposed to be here today, but it's coming in tomorrow. So I'll, we'll do that on next week's okay, episode. Okay, cute. But it has nothing to do with my sobriety. Cute. <laughs> well, I just wanted to acknowledge it because I think it's a big thing yeah, in and your it, life. It came up out of nowhere, actually. It really did. The only reason I knew about it is because on TikTok, they do this uh, feature now where it's like, this happened a year ago and it will like pop up on your thing to show you like videos that you put out a year ago. Yeah. And I put out a video of the day after my holiday party where I broke my hand um, and was like, I'm never drinking again. Yeah. And that's how I remembered. And I was like, oh my God, it has been a year. Yeah. So I was like, I saw that you posted that too, but I also knew it was like in this time because I knew about your holiday party, like, and that's the yeah. reason why. Yeah. Like, so I knew it was like this month was like yeah. the one year, but then I saw that you posted it like the exact day, so I was yeah. like, "We're celebrating <clears throat> this bitch because that's a huge fucking deal, and you should be really proud of yourself." And thank you, anybody else who's considering it or like feels as though like, or they're in it, like they're currently yeah, like yeah, dealing yeah. with it. Like, it's not an easy thing, especially like yeah. living in a city and being around a culture where like drinking is the norm like yeah. that's what everybody does is drink like mm-hmm. hanging out and going out with friends is drinking like mm-hmm. which we talk about all the time and like we wish it wasn't like that but it, yeah it just is so like i think especially at your age like it's such a commendable thing and to like have recognized it Thanks. and do it that, this but, is this is a really nice surprise i was a hundred percent literally not expecting this at all like well, at good. all well, yeah. perfect thank you oh i love it for you but you should be proud of yourself so in light of that i know like this might get a little deep a little bit but i figured we should actually like dive into it a little bit more because i think it'd yeah. be good and i know that you're, you're like okay talking about it so yeah, yeah, yeah for anyone who's like putting think i'm putting her on the spot like i'm genuinely <laughs> not like she will I've, talk like, about it posted tiktok i think yesterday about it no she will talk about it all the time yeah. and like but i think it's a good thing and i think this is something that like you've talked about loosely on mm-hmm. the podcast but i feel like getting into it more might be good and the whole thing like this kind of was bringing up like stuff for myself too. Like when I was thinking about this episode of being like more that I think this past year you lived in a season of like you like and calling it like a me Mm. season. Like you had a season of like reflection and like figuring stuff out for yourself. And like, I don't know, everyone goes through those things. And if you don't, you should. Yeah. Realistically. But I love this. Like I don't have to use any brain power today. No. So I guess like, you've told the story before but like what was like your breaking point of like realizing that you should be sober yeah um so i think my whole life like since i started drinking i never had a normal relationship with alcohol but i didn't realize it wasn't normal um every time i would drink and i had this philosophy and me and me and my friends would share the same like thoughts around alcohol which is like I think for them it was kind of more just like haha funny but for me it was like no that was real was like I don't know why I would drink if I'm not going to get fucked up like I didn't understand casual drinking and like so when people would have like a glass of wine at dinner or like a beer or two I was like well I would rather because also at the time I was like a big calories girl it's like why would I drink 500 calories if I'm not gonna feel anything from right. it right um and so i think that really fucked my relationship with alcohol up from the jump it was like if you're drinking you are getting fucked up and so i created this like relationship with alcohol where it was just all or nothing every time and it turned into like the inability to not be like that um and also i started drinking really young like i don't know about you i started drinking at like 16 and like I don't even know my exact age, but I was young. Yeah. Like, I was bef- obviously before 21. I was like still in high school. Yeah, yeah. I feel like everybody starts drinking fairly young. Or at like least junior, like junior, senior year. You've year. tried yeah. it. Yeah. And what was weird for me is like, not to air out my younger brother, but like his friends started drinking when they were like 13 or something, like really, really young because they all had older siblings mm-hmm. who would be like, cool with them drinking around them so like they started drinking and that's honestly what introduced me to like alcohol at that young of an age was like he would be drinking so i was like well if my little brother's drinking like Like, i can't be the one to be left behind yeah and so when i first started drinking and i think i've told the story before but like the first drink i ever made was like my parents all their liquor i just poured it into a red solo cup and me and my best friend sat in front of my toilet and passed it back and forth and just drank the whole thing Ew. 
It was the most, it was like Kahlua, tequila, vodka. We put Mio in there. We put, um, oh, uh, what's that orange liqueur? It was like a, a mix of like so many gross things because we like, didn't understand like what it was supposed to be. I didn't know what drinking really was. Right. And so like that was my first time, whatever. But then from there, it was like every time I would drink, we had this friend who was like worked at a Zaxby's and like his manager was 21. So he would buy us alcohol and I would just have him get like a fifth of liquor and I would drink the whole bottle every time I would get drunk. Holy shit. And like I didn't mix drinks. So like at a, at 16 years old, that's the start of my relationship with alcohol. It's just like you get fucked up and that's why you're drinking. Because why else would you drink if you're not going to black out? Right. And so like at a very young age, like it fucked my perception up with it. And then I went to college and uh, was in a sorority and dated a guy in fraternity. So like drinking culture was like, that's the thing. Like right. you're, you're drinking every, like it was like, uh, Margarita Monday, like T-shirt or something Tuesday, wine Wednesday, thirsty Thursday, like something Friday, then Saturday, mm-hmm. Sunday. That was the Lord's Day. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday was just like day drinking because. Uh, Let's go the next day. Yeah, exactly. So we had to keep it chill. Yeah, yeah. To, keep it casual. Keep, keep it classy. Yeah, and so like all that to say, like I was always a binge drinker. Like I just drank a lot. Not to say I drink every single day, but when you're also a fast drinker, too. So I feel like that contributes to it. Yeah. And I think because when I started drinking at such a young age, it was very secretive. It was very like, you got to do this now because in an hour the parents are going to come home. So like we got to be. So it was like this. I don't know. It's just like fucked up. And then. um, Kellen. 25th birthday or your 24th birthday it's your 25th birthday right yeah my 25th we went out and me and kellen started off being like going out friends like that's Mm -hmm. how we met each other we told the story a million times but every time we would go out i would black out per use but also at the time when we were friends i was on like a lot of antidepressants which like news alert you're not supposed to drink on those i specifically remember uh, at one point you were like I don't know if it's my medicine or what's going on, but like yeah. I don't feel like I can get drunk anymore. Like yeah. I don't feel like I'm able to get drunk. Well, and then it would it like the flip would switch. It would be like, and this was definitely it was probably a bit of both. It was probably like the medicine mixed with the fact that like my tolerance was so high. Yeah, but it was like I would drink like two bottles of red wine before we would go out, mm-hmm. and then we'd go out and I'd get like twelve to fifteen cocktail and i know this sounds like dramatic but i promise you this was what i was drinking like, no, like i'm I, not exaggerating vodka sodas were her <laughs> thing and literally and like not not even like as like a mean way but just like telling yeah. the story like because for me like i could have like four drinks and i'm like i feel good like right. i'm drunk like i feel great like i don't need any more like honestly two to three is like my max at this point mm-hmm. in my life but like at that time like four and that was like already having drinks at your house like a mm-hmm. white car too before we went out and like we would get to the bar and we was like, okay, I'm going to get us both one. We always like go like back and forth. Yeah. It'd be like, I have like more than half my drink left. And she's like, okay, I'm going to go another one. Yeah. And I would probably, my one drink would be every like three or four of yours. Yeah. And, and like, that's just not, that's just real. Yeah. And like, I think the culture that we live in right now is so normalized alcoholism to the point where like, I didn't realize those behaviors that I was doing were like examples of alcoholism i did not realize like getting blacked out every single time you drink is a form of alcoholism it's not a alcoholic which means you're addicted to alcohol which means if i go without a day i'm going to have withdrawal and i'm going to like seize up like that's not the same thing and i think that's where we get confused as a culture of like that form of addiction versus like the alcoholism and so i think that's where for me i didn't think it was a problem because i'm like well i'm not addicted to it Mm. i don't have to do this every day but when i did do it it was all or nothing and so it started with at kellen's birthday i'd like we were walking on the bar and i like misstepped and i literally broke my foot yeah and i'd never went to the doctor but it was obviously broken like it was fucked up for a long time and then like 
Your birthday's in August. I had my Christmas party in December. Between then, I probably went out a couple of times, but not a lot because my foot was broken well, and we were... Also, we weren't. Like, from yeah. the time that we started doing this podcast, you and I both, like, stopped going out the way that we did. Yeah. And which was probably like helped your wake up call i feel like definitely because like you weren't doing it nearly as much so when you were doing it, you're like that's not normal no 100 like, percent. like and i would be hung over for two days and like anyway so i broke my foot at kellen's birthday and then three months later whatever i go to my christmas party at my at my real job my big girl job and the night starts and i'm like getting cocktails at the bar it's an open bar and I have like four cocktails in the span of my boss having one. Mm-hmm. And that's when I had like this moment where I was like, this is not A, normal and B, professional. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? But I was just like, like Helen said, I didn't feel anything. And I, and that's the honest truth. Like I had conditioned my body into like, this is normal. Like you and and it wasn't even like this like cocktail that had a bunch of mixer. It was like tequila, orange liqueur, and like it was like one other thing. It was like their drink of the night or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it was like a Christmas drink or some shit. I had four of those, and then I had two glasses of red wine, and then I had three tequila shots, and then I went out. And that night, I don't even know how many drinks I had. And then I ended up breaking my hand, <laughs> smashing it in a bathroom door. Mm-hmm. And then I just kept drinking because I didn't feel anything. And I woke up the next day with my hand completely bruised. Two of my fingers were like so swollen. I couldn't get my ring off. And then I like was looking through my phone and I was like, how did I get home? Like, I didn't remember anything. And like, I looked at my credit card statement and I had spent like at least $300 at one bar Mm -hmm. and I was like okay either this is going to be the rest of your life every time you drink or you just can't Mm -hmm. and maybe one day I can and maybe one day I'll be able to have a normal relationship but at that moment I was like you have to be done Mm -hmm. because like you're gonna die and not in a way of like anything crazy like oh i'm gonna die because i drank too much i was gonna die because i was gonna hurt myself because like there was nights so you would literally play frogger in the middle of the traffic of broadway literally i would end up almost getting hit because i'm trying to like get you like no and that's that's just real and it's just like like, in an embarrassing way like it no and like the thing is is like i was like just playing like god with myself of like i didn't think i would ever die of like getting too drunk and like that's what would kill me i was like i'm gonna die because i'm so drunk and i'm just don't give a shit about anything and i'm going to like fall off of like a balcony or like hit my head like we went to a halloween party the first night we met Mm -hmm. and i don't know if you were the one with me i was climbing outside of this house on the balcony trying to yes. jump over to another balcony. No, I was with you. You were like, I need to go over there. I said, no, get back here. But I, like, like, this was the shit you. I was doing regularly going out. Like, yeah. putting myself in danger because I didn't care about anything. Like, because your inhibitions go down, you're, like, loose and feeling good. Like, whatever. And, like, so, like, I was, like, the dumb frat boy every time I went out. Like, and... Also, I was just embarrassing myself. I'm not going to lie. Like, I hated looking back on, like, Snapchat the next day or, like, photos. And, like, I would see my eyes were, like, nothing behind them. Like, it was, like, so fucked up. I was, like, oh, my God. It's, like, I was just embarrassed for me. Yeah. And that anxiety that that caused, too, was, like, I hate feeling like this. But I just didn't. I could never just play it cool when I would drink. Mm Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, it was like all of that together. But the thing that sent it over the edge was like my company Christmas party and like breaking two bones in the span of four months. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. So, okay. What was something in this past year that you didn't expect to gain from being sober? Um, Weight. 
number one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but also at the same time, you did I'm just kidding. I'm run just a kidding. marathon no, and I'm you just like, kidding. <laughs> But I did, to be fair. <laughs> um, uh, no, um, I think one of the biggest things that like I gained from giving up alcohol was like an appreciation for the mundane shit in life mm. whereas before it was like i hated that so much that that's why i would look forward to getting fucked up because i was like okay now i can go wild and crazy and whatever and when you don't have like that type of vice or that type of like outlet in your life like you have to appreciate like the boring shit yeah and now that's almost like I feel like I have too much of an appreciation for it to where I'm like, I love like, that. You're like the whole opposite spectrum. Yeah, exactly. And so like, um, yeah, just like an overall appreciation for the little stuff because it's like that and also like my own physical health. Like I don't get sick. I used to get sick all of the time and I just thought that was just my life. And then I realized like it was because like when you drink, you put so much strain on your body that you don't realize and specifically your immune system. And we were like going out with a bunch of random people and these crowded bars. I'm swapping spit with strangers and like whatever. So like obviously I'm going to get sick. But like I kid you not like this a couple weeks ago when I got COVID was like the first time I had really been sick in like the whole year. Mm-hmm. Like I had a cold or two, but like nothing to keep me down. But like before I was getting sick all the time, like at least once a month I was like had something. Yeah. So yeah, I think those two things were like the biggest like unexpected like benefits from it that weren't like big things. They were just like small things that I didn't realize were things that were being caused from drinking. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, definitely. Yeah. Um, how did you yeah, i feel like i'm on a talk show right now i love you guys. it it's like fun. it is fun it's just like not the normal format so I it's know. like i feel like i'm talking too much no you're not you're supposed <laughs> to um how did your close friends and family react um my my family was like a bit different than my friends because my family is very much like a drinking family mm-hmm. Uh, so at first I don't think they, number one, like they definitely, because I haven't lived at home in like six years or like more than that, almost eight years now, like they just didn't fully realize my relationship with alcohol. Um, so I think they didn't understand like the problem that it was. So when I started initially like refusing drinks, it wasn't like, guys, I'm sober. It was like, I'm good. I just won't have a drink tonight. And I think for them, it felt at first like, oh, like what's wrong with her? Like it was almost like something's wrong because I wasn't drinking because like alcohol is super normal in my family. Yeah. Um, And so at first it was kind of like mm, whatever. And then when I told them the reasoning behind me not drinking and then me being like actually sober, it was actually my dad pointed it out because he was like, Hey, like you keep saying no to drinks. Like, is everything good? Like, I don't want to keep offering them to you if you're like, if it's like triggering or something. Cause he was, he was thinking it was more of like a, he was offending me by me offering. I was like, no, it's not that big of a deal, but like, I'm just taking a break right now like i don't know because at the time it wasn't like a full like i'm gonna be sober it was kind of like yeah and you also decided like going right into the holiday season yeah it was like testing the waters on it of like is this something that like i could do or like i don't know and i also it's like i'm the type of person who's like i don't want to put it out into the world unless i'm like no i'm gonna commit to it because then it's like nothing's more awkward than being like never mind no for real that's just embarrassing (laughs) So I'm doing all of these and you're yeah, like, actually, yeah. by the way, I'm just, just kidding. I gave up. It's like when people do the 75 hard and then they're like 15 days in, they're like, Ugh, yeah, it was hard. <laughs> and it was only 15 days, not 75. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, there was at first, I think, a bit of like weirdness around my family. And now they're cool about it because they understand like it's like a serious thing for me. But there was a while where it would be like, well, come on, just have a drink. I'm just like, whatever. And I was like, I really would if I could. And like then after sharing stories with them of like real life shit that like I had done because I was too drunk, they were like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that. It was like that. Like my mom came and visited one time and we met Kellen for dinner and 
I was talking about, I was like, man, I, it would be so fun to go out after this, but I'm, it was still very early in my sobriety. And I was like, I just don't think I'm ready for that. Like anxiety wise. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if I'm like ready for that. My mom's like, well, you could just have like a few drinks. And I was like, but mom, like I can't. And she was like, I don't understand. Like just have a couple. And I was like, yeah, but the reason I'm not drinking is because like I would go out and have like 15 drinks and mm. she would be like, she literally was like, what? And I was like, no, that's how it was. And she's like, oh my God, I had no idea. Well, and no, because we were sitting at that table <laughs> and I mean, Emily ordered like just a club soda with lime. And yeah. And like the waiter like made a comment. Yeah. And you were, they were like, what? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, oh, that's no fun. And you were like, yeah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> like, and ah. then like that's yeah you were like we sh- should we go out after this should we like not should we go home yeah whatever and i was like it's up to you like mm-hmm. and yeah your mom saying that wasn't even like in a mean way no it was just like okay well like since it's a controlled environment and like you're not yeah like you're with your mom and like you're with your best friend like we could just go and like sit down and have a drink mm-hmm. but like that 100 like i understand like it just doesn't happen yeah like yeah i think you're at a point too where it was like all or nothing yeah and no, I definitely think that your parents were supportive, but I definitely do agree with you. Like from like what you would tell me, like it was just like the confusion of it because mm-hmm. then I know when you went home in the summer, it was a complete switch. Like they yeah. literally, every single person brought like non-alcoholic they beers and seltzers. And yeah. they were like, here we go. My like, brother literally learned like mocktail recipes to make. And, like, yeah. It was like, it once they understood, like I think the severity of like the reasoning behind it then they were like okay we get it well and even like when we were in cabo too they were just yeah like, they were like okay is there like a place we can go that like emmy could have a drink yeah like whatever type thing and it was nice like yeah yeah they were all understanding which yeah was cool. totally but friends wise like it was th- like y'all were cool from the jump like it was kind of a thing because and i think this goes back to why my parents were a bit more confused y'all had seen me yeah and y'all understood true. y'all saw the <laughs> the beast and you were like okay yeah I, it might be a good time for a break you know what i mean <laughs> like like i mean i kellen has seen me quite literally at my lowest in proximity to his floor too like i was like <laughs> doing the worm at a bar <laughs> that was closing like it just like it, it was just it was never good and the only reason we had to go into that bar was because she ate a hot dog and got mustard <laughs> all down her hands and she didn't even like mustard i don't i had to wash her up i literally was like i begged this he was like no you can't go and i was like i have to clean her yeah like i literally have to clean her and up. before that i got thrown out of a bar so. yeah which yeah. is why we ate the hot dog Yes. And so it's just like one of those things where it's like, I don't think you guys ever were like weird about it because <laughs> you also were like, yeah, it might be a problem. It might just. Well, but did you ever feel like before telling us mm-hmm. that like it was going to be weird and was going like, to change your relationship with your friends? Like- I just thought I maybe wasn't going to get invited to things because even to this day, like sometimes with people like they're kind of weird about it and not intentionally, but it's like, we'll go somewhere and they'll be like, are you going to get anything to drink? Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, wait, no, never mind. Uh, I won't get anything either. And it's like, no, please don't because of me. Yeah. It's like, if you're ever like out with like a vegan or something and like you want to order something, but then you're like, wait, I shouldn't because like maybe they can't eat it. But then it's also like, it's their choice. Yeah. It shouldn't affect your life. Like yeah. keep living your life. And that's how I feel about like my sobriety. It's like, I hate I hate more than anything when people are like, well, I shouldn't because you're not. I'm like, it's your life. If you want a margarita, girl, have the margarita. Like, I wish I could. Yeah. But like, I don't ever want to like yuck your yum because of like my shit. Because I'm also not looking down on people that do. Like, I, of course, want to. Like, and I wish I could. It's like not like, a oh, I'm doing this because of health benefits and da 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 da. It's like, I'm doing this so I don't die. (laughs) <laughs> it's a bit different like you know what i mean like i don't care on a different yeah, yeah 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 like I, I this has nothing to do with the calories this is nothing to do with like the oh my liver health it's just like i'm literally just doing this so like i don't like fall off a building on accident yeah you know and if you want it so simple if you want some <laughs> red wine have it it does <laughs> suck though because like the financial benefit of like splitting a bottle and now i'm like sorry just you can get the whole bottle but like I feel bad that I can't like no help out. No, I definitely pay. think though. Like <laughs> I think though, like in this past year, it's actually interesting because a lot of the things, cool things that we got to do, even with the podcast, came from Emily's sobriety. Yeah, like truly, like 
there's multiple things that came from like even just getting to meet the girls from um a virgin sober bar like yeah, yeah, yeah. that was so cool and like still having contact with them and like kind of being able to not like we're like fully there but like still having contact with them to be like in their community and like mm-hmm. seeing the things that they're doing and like being able to like be so supportive of like people in that community which yeah. i don't think previous to you getting sober we would have done oh no i used or to even talk like shit being on sponsored people. by like a yeah, sober yeah, drink yeah. company like that's so or like a non-alcoholic company yeah is so cool well i mean and i was also like the worst type of person too because like i just remember specifically in college like anytime somebody would be like oh i don't drink i'd be like why yeah like this is the the highlight of your life is this time right now why would you not like do all the fun shit and like go crazy and like do all you can and i just couldn't understand at the time why people would do that and now i have such just disappointment in that version of me who would like act like that because like i really thought i was better than you because of like but sometimes i think that shit has to happen in your life in order for you to grow and learn and like see that Mm -hmm. so i mean i don't think you can like be beat yourself up about it yeah it is what totally it is is like um it's a community of people too who are like i think a bit misunderstood because i think a lot of people who do drink like i used to think would be like oh they think they're so much better than me because they're not drinking and da 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 and it's like no it's the actually the exact opposite like it's just a very supportive community of people who are like proud of each other and also like cool with people who drink it's yeah. not like i'm like you're bad because you do and i don't it's like no that's great but it's also like great if you don't want to right like i don't care right no for sure but i think before me being sober there in my brain was like kind of a stigma around the people who didn't drink definitely i mean because you but you don't have like a reason to not have that because yeah. you your relationship with it was so like abusive yeah but yeah. you didn't you thought it was normal because i think that's like the hard thing too like even when it comes to like drugs and stuff at, in like college like it's so normalized mm-hmm. like not even just alcohol but like the entire party scene is so normalized and honestly like you're kind of weird if and you it's don't. like normalized to a point of like um okay well the clock has started because once you graduate you can't do this anymore so like you right. need to go crazy while you can right once you have a nine to five like, yeah you which can't. isn't also like a realistic thing to just like stop once you graduate so a lot of people like carry that out into the adult world which right. is what i did and was like okay it's a bit embarrassing to be like 25 and like blacking out no for real. every weekend and you know i actually saw this creator the other day on tiktok made a video and it was from a clip of an alex earl podcast and like there's no shade on alex earl or anybody who is in their party girl era because like i've been there done that right. you've been there done that it's a, it's just a phase we all go through but the clip was really interesting because it was in a video of her podcast and she says something and her boyfriend's like you just said that like look at the sheet like whatever and she like looks at it and laughs and like says something he's like are you drunk right now and then she was like ah, like going crazy but it's like people are okay with her being like that because it's like oh she just got out of college like she's living her life like whatever but if it were in any other situation like essentially what she did was show up to work drunk yeah that's not cool and also that's not normal but society has very much normalized it and especially in all of these like creative jobs and like whenever you watch brand trips or whatever they're just fucked up the whole time. Like yeah. they go on these brand trips and the brands are like pushing shit down their system the entire time. It's like the moment they land, it's like, here's alcohol. The moment they get to their room, there's bottles of wine. The moment they like show up at dinner, it's like tequila tasting. And then we're drinking all night. We're partying. And like, that's all it is. And it's just the way that the world is, is very abusive when it comes to alcohol. But because it's alcohol, and because it's legal and you can go buy it at the grocery store, doesn't feel like it's a drug but it is a hundred percent a drug and um i think it's going to be our next like cigarettes when it comes to health like when we're 
old. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and I think our generation has a very different outlook on it too. Like not to be like grouping people, yeah. but like I know that a lot of like millennials, like that is so normal. And I think like yeah. us having older siblings too, like looking at them and like, not that my sister or your brother has like a crazy relationship, but it's like everything in their friend group still revolves around drinking or like, let's have mimosas. Let's go to brunch. Let's go for drinks. Let's do all these things. And like they party and they live for the weekends, like mm-hmm. still. And they're in their thirties. And like, that's obviously your brother is a little different cause he has children. Now, yeah. But like, that whole like early 30 like era people are very like live for the weekends if mm-hmm. they don't have children because like they have nothing else to do especially like teachers and yeah. like, nurses and like whatever like you're just becomes, like overworked and yeah you need like an even in like the industry that i'm in like yeah the drug and alcohol community with inside like i mean like you're a bartender yeah you're around it literally all day and like you're constantly making new different types of drinks and we get this new type of liquor in and we get this new mm. whatever and you're like, well, I have to drink it. And yeah. it's like after every single shift, like people want to go out and get drunk. Doesn't matter what night of the week it is. It's a Tuesday night and they're like, let's go. There's mm-hmm. like a spot called Red Door and like that's where our restaurant goes afterwards because mm. like they're open extra late. And then there's a place called Golden Door in East Nashville that is open till like 7 a.m. serving liquor. Yeah. For all you can drink for 70 bucks. Yeah. Literally, like that's insane. Like our culture is to like, to push that on you and like a lot yeah. of jobs and a lot of things that like are available now either like work you to the point of drinking or like yeah because you have to have a vice and that's you, your only way out and yeah. that, that's all you know so it's so true like i mean i i have my regulars at the bar every weekend mm-hmm. who they'll sit there and drink their whole weekend away yeah and like there's a group of them now like they're i love them they're honestly so great but they stopped coming on sundays now because they're like i can't work on a monday Mm, like right it takes me until wednesday to start wanting to actually do work and then by then it's the end of the week yeah so like it's not i'm, I'm doing myself a disservice and i was like well i'm yeah. happy that you're realizing it like sorry that i won't see you all weekend anymore mm-hmm. but like you know it's like it truly is a thing and it's so normalized to keep doing yeah. it like i mean my sister who when she was a nurse at the hospital would like drink a bottle of wine a night yeah and she was like i mean i have so many friends who like that's how they end their night it's like three to four glasses of wine which is that's bottle. just normal yeah and to a lot of people that is just like a normal tuesday night and to a lot of people that doesn't seem like any sort of like dependency or whatever and like believe what you want i'm somebody who's always had a very like people with adhd specifically have like things that get hyper fixated on and like it can become almost like addictive, like the things that you do or like the routines that you get into. And so drinking was one of those things for me where it was like, I drank because of the way that I felt in the moment and the anxiety that it took away from me. So I wasn't the type of person who would like drink after work because I was like, I don't care about like, drinking alone because I'm not going to go party and feel good but like if I was going to go out like the reason I drank was because I knew I'd be too anxious to go out at the time because like I hadn't trained myself to go be social sober so I'm going to drink to get fun and loose and be like that goofy person that everybody wants to be around because like they don't want to see me in my like hyper anxious state and so that routine became super addictive and normal the same way that like my day at work was shit. I'm going to come home and drink a bottle of wine is normal for a lot of people. Yeah. So like, it's just a different way, but like it's still low key an alcoholics or like an, a, a form of alcohol abuse yeah. because like you're using it to, to get through something else the same way that a lot of people do with marijuana and they feel it's very casual and it's not anything serious. But I'm like, if you're doing it every single day and repeating behavior or maybe not every day but every time you go out socially you have to do it it maybe take a step back and like okay am i codependent on this for something and that was also with the alcohol was like the fact that i can't go out anywhere at night without drinking because i was so fucking anxious i'm like this is not good yeah like i should be able to go to a dinner and not get fucked up how did you navigate like that anxiousness now because like i know at first it was a struggle yeah i honestly i just avoided it for a really long time like four months i didn't do anything because 
I was too nervous and like, I don't know. Like I just was like avoided it. Like, cause I also just didn't want to put myself in a position to fail. Yeah. Cause I was like, if I'm not ready for this and I go out and everybody's drinking wine and especially if it's like people who like don't really know that I'm like trying to be sober because like I hadn't really said anything to anybody. Well, and I know that you didn't want, I mean, you talked to me about it. Yeah. And I know that you were like, I don't want like sympathy though. Like, if yeah, we yeah, yeah. Like, That's I don't thing. want you to like look at me and feel like you can't have a drink. Like, yeah, yeah. And you didn't want that. And I think that like guilt that you had of mm-hmm. like. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I didn't want to be the Debbie Downer, the party pooper. And so like, I think the first time I went out wasn't until Valentine's Day. So it was like two months into my sobriety. Yeah. Me and you and our friend Monica went out to this bar and like, it was awkward. And I had like, quote, one drink, but I don't even count that because it was like a shot that was like mixed with cranberry juice or something. Yeah, it was So it's probably like a half ounce of alcohol. So like that was the only drink I had between then. So like technically I had one drink, but I didn't count it um, <laughs> because also I didn't feel anything. But yeah. whatever. Um, but that was the first time I went out and that situation was also just awkward because the bar itself just wasn't fun. Well, yeah. Um, but I think after doing that and it being like, OK, that kind of like helped me get over the hump. But yeah, there was a long time of like it wasn't like oh how do i face it it was just like i won't face it yeah because like i don't want to feel anxious um because i'm not drunk but i don't know like honestly how the like mentality shift happened i think a lot of it had to do with the fact that like it was like okay well if you don't do anything then like you're just gonna be sad at home So it was like either get over it or like, you know what I mean? And like there was a lot of times where like we would go do something and I would be fucking anxious and like felt awkward or like whatever. And I just like it was like, okay whatever, just sit with this feeling and deal with it and like figure out like how to make this normal and like, I don't know, figure out other things. And so, yeah, I mean, it definitely was like the hardest part about all of it was just like. It wasn't the not drinking. It was the like not drinking in order to not feel weird. (laughs) Like honestly, because it wasn't like I was like craving alcohol. I wasn't like, man, this would taste amazing. It was it wasn't that it was just the feeling that I missed. Um, But yeah, no, I think that was like the beginning. Why it was hard was because of my like own mental health. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, but I think like you've come a long way in this past year. Yeah. Of understanding yourself better i think that your mentality and like outlook on a lot of things has changed like not even just like of social things Mm -hmm. like just like the world like you have a care for things that you didn't have a care for before and like you look at things in a lot different light like just like that you like speak i can tell because before like i definitely know that like it was a lot of, and this isn't in a mean way at all, but it's like there was a lot of judgment that came from stuff. And I think yeah, now you totally. look at stuff in like a very softer light. Yeah. Of just being like, okay, well. No, 100%. I feel like the empathy thing definitely is like increased. And like I've always been a very empathic person, but I'm also like a very um, like blunt and like realistic person. And so I think that is something that's kind of softened up a bit because it's like seeing shit for how it is because there's no cloudedness or anything. So it's like I have a lot more of like um, like forgiveness when it comes to like shit and and patience and like realizing like everybody's just doing their best. Yeah. And like sometimes their best is shit and like that's just how it is. But like when you don't have anything to like take away the world – of just like be like I'm just gonna fucking vibe out and like forget it all like when you don't have that and you're just like seeing shit all the time 100% like you kind of have to just give people a break and like you have to be like okay with shit sometimes because like there's nothing to like cloud that when you're sober it's like bad shit happens all the time in your life and like there is no outlet for it the way like when when I would drink if it was like a shit week at work or whatever it's like okay well I'll just get fucked up on the weekend and then keep complaining about it the next week. And now it's like, I just let shit go. Like, I don't care anymore because it's like, if I hold on to it, I will go insane because I have no way to like drown it out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, you don't. 
No, for sure. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. Yeah. No, it's not in like a... I feel like that was a very corporate way of me being like, well, thanks for sharing. Yeah, um, thanks no, but for sharing. <laughs> no, but for real, I do think yeah. that this is something that a lot of people either are dealing with, have thought about, or like yeah. in the midst of, or like whatever. And I think it's actually inspiring because we don't actually, this past year, it's definitely been a battle for you. Yeah. But now being, not, not that it's over. Yeah. It's definitely not over, but it's like, I think you have a very different mindset towards it. Yeah, and I will say like, I feel like I've become a version of myself that I'm like okay with. Whereas before it's like I don't think I ever fully understood like who I was or like what I wanted to do or like who I was trying to be to the world and like what I wanted people to perceive me as. And now I've hit this point in my like life where it's like I think the sobriety definitely helped like accelerate me getting there and also i think this age that we're in like our frontal lobes are fully developed and like it really is like this point in your life where you kind of just come to terms with like who you are and who you want to be and this year definitely has been like really hard mentally for me because of this and because of like i don't know i've just been like struggling with everything but also I think because of all of that struggle, I'm like hitting a point where I'm like, I like myself and I haven't really ever liked myself or like enjoyed my own company and like been cool with me at the end of the night, I go to sleep every single night and I'm like, okay, like, could you have done something better today? I guess. But at the same time, I'm never disappointed in myself anymore. The way that I used to always be. Right. And like, I think the sobriety definitely helped with that. But I also think it's like, we're at this age in life where you kind of realize like all this little shit doesn't matter. It doesn't, you don't need to try to like be this perfect version of yourself all the time. And also it's like, as long as you are cool with the person you're looking into the mirror at every day, it's like, it's a win and I think before me being not sober that was a really hard thing to do because at some level I knew I was disappointing myself and I knew I could do something about it but I just didn't want to yeah that's hard yeah honestly that like that gut feeling of like and I was actually talking to a friend about this today but like knowing that there has to be a change mm-hmm. and especially knowing what the change is but actually taking action on that is quite literally the hardest thing no matter what it is whether it's yeah. a bad relationship a good relationship a breaking up of a friendship but alcoholism or like whatever it's yeah. so hard to like actually look at yourself in the mirror and be like i have to commit to this like regardless well and i think because i did something that was really really hard for me and now when i look at other people and like other things in their life like i'm such a champion for like you should just do it yeah like literally anything that somebody wants to do they're like i think i kind of want to change this about my life i'm like just fucking do it yeah like even when you like we're talking about your job and like quitting and whatever and you're like yeah but i don't know and like at first you were kind of like hesitant to like tell me about it because of like whatever i'm like just do it we'll figure it out like i don't care like if your life sucks and you can change it why not yeah and that's i think because of me doing this for my life and i'm realizing how positively it benefited it for me if I see something like that in somebody else's life, not alcohol or drugs or yeah, whatever, anything, but like yeah. anything, I'm I'm always like, just try. But that's also the, I think, biggest thing as like growing as an adult is you can either choose to be happy for other people and like yeah. actually be a champion and actually be like a good friend and like be in their corner, like genuinely be happy for them. Cause it's so easy to be jealous. Yeah. And like, it's either the flip side. Like I think like a lot of people that I'm meeting now as at an older age is either like they're actually happy for you yeah there's a jealous person and like they're gonna be happy to your face but then turn around talk shit and will like want to ruin your life yeah and like those aren't cool people no 100 percent. and like nobody wants that person in their corner no so like learning to be a champion for somebody and like actually just being happy for them is huge Mm -hmm. and for yourself well because there's nothing positive that comes off of like hating on especially your friends like there's nothing cool about that so like anything in somebody's life like if they're wanting to do it and like they think that it's going to bring them happiness and like why would you 
fake be excited for them yeah you know i just like i that doesn't make sense for me and there's probably a point in my life where like i was like that and like was jealous of people but like i think if you have time to be jealous of something that somebody else has or something that somebody else did then like you're not busy enough yeah and you're not doing enough things for you because genuinely like no one else's life should affect you that much no it sh- you should not be bothered by like shit other people are doing for their own life yeah like it, like if you i don't know get a job at fucking google or whatever and you're making three hundred thousand dollars what benefit would that have to me to hate on you for that right or to be jealous of you for that or to whatever like why would I like that is such a waste of energy and time and yeah. like, so many things. And so that's like the sobriety thing and whatever. It's like you get in your own head at the beginning of it. Like uh, other people are going to judge me and do whatever. And it's like if they do, they you don't want them in your life. That's yeah. weird to care what somebody else is doing for their own fucking body. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's when once that once I got out of my own head in that and was like, okay, nobody cares. Like, yeah, they're just happy for you because it's like making your life better. I think that totally switched my mentality with other people as well. And no, just like sure. anything in their life. It's like, as long as it's, ha- it's making them happy and it's benefiting their life. Like that's all you can do is support them on that. It's like relationships too. I think we talked about this a lot, but it's like if somebody is like with their boyfriend or whatever and like, get in a fight and then they get back together like we've talked about this before it's like we don't care as long as you're happy yeah i don't care it's not that deep like yeah we're not in fifth grade anymore where i'm gonna be like well you said you were gonna break up with them and and you're going back on your word it's like is it make you happy at the end of the day can you look in the mirror and you're happy with yourself okay great yeah that's all i care about i'm not losing sleep over it yeah so i don't know i think i think that also is just like us growing up no that's definitely like <laughs> becoming an adult and i think like actually wanting to mature and like yeah everything else but no i well, this am, was a fun episode and yeah. very unexpected i I'm know you i had no uh idea this was gonna happen and next week i will have a gift for you perfect that is just quite random and we'll just move on and maybe it'll be a cold, cold open <laughs> perfect perfect well i'm proud of you i thank know that the you, listeners are you, proud of you, you and you should be proud of yourself thank so you. i am pretty proud of myself happy one year <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for listening to another episode of society seven my name is kelly Marquet. you can find me at kelly Marquet on instagram tiktok and youtube and my name is Emily. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Starnzy. Don't forget to follow the podcast on Instagram. We are at Society97.pod. We're also on TikTok at Society97pod where we post clips from the show. We also have our YouTube channel where we post a fun video every single Tuesday and then the video version of the podcast every single Friday. So make sure you yep. like, subscribe, turn on post notifications, go over to our YouTube channel so you can see our beautiful faces and our cute they are beautiful set. We love you guys. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.